All right, where'd you want to start? Um, should uh, we just uh, say a prayer first, or? <laughs> Welcome to Fake Philosophers. Hello, philosophers. Welcome to the Fake Philosophers. Uh, hi, Mike. How you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. I had a I had a better weekend than Dave Chappelle. Let me tell you. <laughs> weekend that was on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, oh, shit, Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> Wait, today's Tuesday. Today's Sunday. We'll see. I might put it up. I might I might take a Eddie's route and just put it up tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it's Wednesday, FYI. Today is it's Wednesday. Wednesday. Today. Recording on a Wednesday. I bring up, uh, yeah, it was just last night, wasn't it? The mm-hmm. Hollywood Bowl, the Netflix is a joke tour, and uh, a person, because that's still out, you know, the jury's still out on uh, the, was it a dude or a chick or what, but. No, no they got was, his name. They got his name? Yeah, it's a dude. It was uh, okay. something Lee. Gotcha. I forgot. Anyway, Hopefully. yeah, uh, dude stormed the stage and hit Dave Chappelle and knocked him out. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Didn't knock him out. No, but, yeah. he tackled him. Um, and then it was a tackle to get proceeded to get his ass kicked backstage. Yeah. And I was talking to somebody earlier today about that. So I think a lot of people still think of Dave Chappelle as like that skinny dude in the nineties, like in Con Air and then yeah. in the Chappelle <laughs> show, kind of the skinny goofy guy. And they forget when you watch his last couple specials, that dude has worked out and he is swole yeah. and he, he's not the skinny little goofy guy anymore. Yeah, I remember when he went when he went AWOL for that time. No one really knew where he was. And then about a year or two later, he sprouted up doing like the Laugh Factory or something like that. And my my friend Ryan sent me a video of it because it was like bootlegged video. And here's the swolled up Dave Chappelle out of nowhere, whose voice is suddenly a lot gruffer. I think the smoking is finally taking his <laughs> here. There went yeah that like uh, wiry comedian from the '90s into this. Uh, yeah, don't don't fuck with that guy. <laughs> That's where if you watch that video, like the guy, the the attacker did did get get like the jump on him and tackled him to the ground. But that was it. That's all the ga- the ground he gained. From there on, it was just hands. Yeah, yeah <laughs> hands yeah, and boots. Yeah. It just. <laughs> I heard a quote today. Uh, well, obviously today because it happened last night. Sorry, I'll keep. I'm going to keep doing that. Nah, just I just say quote. Today. Yeah. I heard a quote that Chappelle, when he came back on stage, he's like, I just beat that N-word's ass backstage. Been doing this for 20 years and finally got to do that or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite was because uh, Chris Rock had performed that night. I'm not sure if you saw that clip where yeah. Chris Rock came to the stage. He's like, was that Will Smith? <laughs> Which I think they said was Chris officially Chris Rock's first joke about what happened at the Oscars. But Oh, really? Okay. Um, awesome. Yeah. And so, of course, the internet is the internet and everyone's like is there a precedent set now like they attacked will smith attacked chris rock someone attacked dave Chappelle. is this gonna be the norm and i say i still think it's not gonna be the norm you don't think so no No. i think that dude you could i mean i think this dude i i thought about it and i actually kind of i i I give him some respect because you got to think this guy dave Chappelle, from my understanding was he was closing his show he was finished he was done and he was about to leave the stage. And then the guy attacked. <laughs> and then and I was like, I was like, so even if this guy went to the show for the purpose of attacking Dave Chappelle, he paid uh-huh. for good seats <laughs> and he waited till the show was over. <laughs> he respected every, that everybody bought seat like tickets. Oh, that's pretty rad. Yeah, and he, and he waited because you could have attacked him mid show 
And yeah. Chappelle would have kept going anyway, but he waited till the show was over, then went up. Yeah. He did have a weapon, though. Heard that, too. Replica uh, gun? He had a... He had a... a that, that that I'm not sure of. I'm still trying to get, because, you know, various nurse, news sources say all different kinds of things. But uh, yeah. I've heard that it was a knife in the shape of a gun. I've yeah. heard it was a knife and a plastic gun. I've heard that it was a gun that shoots knives. That's the one I heard. Um, So... Yeah, none of which I don't think were out. Were any of them like used? Did he have them out when he rushed? Do you know? Uh, the 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 video footage is all cell phones from like way up top, so you can't really see. But yeah, for, like no one got hurt except for him. Um, oh, yeah. If you saw the the fucking photo yeah. of him coming out, he <laughs> what's the phrase? He, he fucked. He fucked around and found out. <laughs> he learned that day. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's just been a bunch of like really funny kind of like comments. I don't think anyone really picks up the fact that there is video um, of it. All cell phones were confiscated by people going in, so everyone's so, like, "That was a thought of mine." Because literally last night, I'm seeing uh, Bill Burr. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, Thursday. The, what? You know, whenever the fuck? this. Fuck you! I hate you so much. <laughs> whenever this airs, I'm seeing Bill Burr on Thursday, and it's part of the same Netflix is a joke festival on Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. And so they sent an email out saying what you just said, that they give mm-hmm. you bags. Because I remember when I went to the Star Wars land, Galaxy's Edge, and Disneyland, I went ahead of time because my girl worked on the uh, project. Okay. They Same thing. They give you bags and like, we need to watch you put your phone in your bag, oh, in this shit. bag, and seal it. And granted, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I saw people with their phones out at Galaxy's Edge, so and I'm sure people like, just take it, take it. It's like a little fuck. Have you seen this, these pouches before? The What? So your phones aren't confiscated, but when you go in, you're required to put them like in the sealed pouch, huh? So that you can't have access to. I mean, you still hold it on you, and granted, you could fucking take it out, and but the idea is that you keep it in the pouch. So it didn't make me laugh. I was like, so all these fucking people were giving no shits about the pouch thing. (laughs) Yeah, not one. It just made me laugh. Yeah. So there was that. There was the fact that you know everyone's like, holy shit, he had a knife Um, at the Hollywood Bowl. I've been there when they do like, you know, patch you down and that you go through, you know, metal detectors. So everyone's like, you know, how could this have happened? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and trust your security if you want, man. Don't even think about the airports. Just don't think about it. It's uh, <laughs> At least the airports, fine. having flown recently, the airports at least have the metal detectors so that you can't get around that. You have to walk through it. Yeah. But I remember um, it was the last rave that was in L.A. Uh, or I'm sorry, the last time EDC, the rave was in L.A. I went to it. And uh, this is going to be... So I was I was bringing in X for a friend. Okay. And sure. she was... <laughs> yeah, I ended up doing some. Um, no, but so she <laughs> she was like... I had it and I was like, but I've been... Like, there's security. How do I... Like, I don't want to shove this shit up my ass or whatever. And she was like, just tape it under your balls. Like, say all this stuff. Tape it under your balls. Put it in your shoe. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm really worried about this. And so I ended up kind of sneaking in a, a certain way. And I just remember walking in, and security to a ray was just like, it was bare, like thigh thigh arm arm going, thigh, and I was like, "Fuck, really? I worried this much." <laughs> you I'm were sure randomly that's... selected for a, a deep frisk. But that was just every everybody. I, I, as I was watching, like I could see the guy just like, if, audience, if you're watching, he was literally just like, "All right, go, <laughs> go." Just a just a light. Slide up the sides and there yeah, you go. I, I was just kind of like, all right, well, good thing I don't have a fucking gun. Um, yeah, yeah. But so Tell I'm them guessing that next time. 
right? I'm guessing there it was probably very laissez-faire. These guards probably don't give a shit, and they're just like, pat, pat, go on. So you uh, you grazed over how you smuggled it in very briskly. Like, did you, <laughs> what, what, did you prison wallet it? What, what did you do? So I think it was a pack of like six, and I ended up, um, I had a, <laughs> this, this only kind of worked. I had a, uh-huh. uh, uh, my key fob for my car, I popped that open, and I fit maybe three in. The fourth one broke when I shut it. Oh shit! That's some narco shit. That's pretty slick. Yeah, yeah. I'd have duct. I would have duct taped it to my ABC if I were you. <laughs> but that's what my friend said. Yeah, and I was just like, it would have nah. been in a bag. It'd have been fine. I didn't have tape. There's that. Okay. In retrospect, I could have put it in my back pocket. It could have been in my hand. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Now, that you, now that you mention it, yeah, this is a different backdrop. I decided to do the <laughs> recording um, I like it in, with my the DVDs. Li- in my living room. So the audience can see a bit, if those of you listening, a bit of my DVD collection. I've uh, raved about it in the past. And what's the point of having it if you can't show it off a little bit? Thank so. you. It's a nice little backdrop. Thank you. It's better than, you know, my closet of my office, I decided. That's I fair. wish I could, like, show you, but I'm using my phone as a camera. But, like, I got, I got right now I have... Uh, an ironing board out with a box that the phone is sitting on. And then in front of that, I have like a TV tray with another box where my microphone is sitting on. So I got the laptop on one side of the ironing board. I got the booze on the other. And Dude, uh, you, I, you have it made right there. You have it going I mean, on. You wouldn't know. Now I told, I'm just <laughs> saying like, you know, the, the art of uh, the art of the uh, deception illusion. That's it. sure. Anyway. Either one. Did you, did you push your wife off into the bedroom or something? No, she's at work. No, oh, perfect. So, yeah, no pants. Beat me to it. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I do have I do have shorts on, so I guess yeah, that's true. Anyway, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. So yeah, Dave Chappelle. That was in the news today, and that's pretty much all that was in the news today. Um, <laughs> and nothing else in the news. Not. Really I will. I will. I'll, I'll go back to it real quick though before we change the topic because there's nothing else that went on this week. Nah, nothing nah, else nah, happened nah. this week. Um, I don't. I I still don't think when we talked about Will Smith. And I said it, I, I still don't think that this is going to be a common thing. I don't yeah. think that people are going to get up and, and, and attack comedians. I think there's been a couple isolated, because even before Will Smith, this happened from time to time. It wasn't like yeah, a new that's thing. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I would just say that I, I, I can foresee something like a TikTok challenge blossoming, blossoming from this. Um, I'll say touche to that, 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 that aside. Yeah, I, I don't see it being a thing because I, I, no, I don't. You're see right. That, unfortunately, yeah. there might be some asshole who's like, uh-huh, "Get yourself, yeah, no, the, get with your phone, Will, doing, yeah." The Will Smith lashing out thing because he made the wrong joke. If if anything, I believe would cause a opposite effect. People having to just sit down and relax. Otherwise, they're going to get par- compared to Will Smith. You know, I can see <laughs> Bill Burr going out and making some joke about the alphabet people or um, Roe versus Wade or something, and everyone losing their mind and some blogger coming out and saying something, and then a, a, a Twitter troll saying, what are you, Will Smith? What are you going to go smack him when he's saying his jokes? What are you? And then, you know, dissolving. So I can kind yeah. of see actually this kind of uh, working the opposite way, maybe. Hopefully. No, that's, I, I, that's that kind of what I think too, because a lot of people, obviously, Will Smith got shamed by everyone. Yeah. Uh, this guy, I think the crowd started booing him immediately. So there's really no incentive, and not to mention this guy got his ass kicked. Yeah, and that's the difference, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. 
That's the difference between getting up and heckling at the Oscars and then heckling someone at a show that's not televised. You In will the get Hollywood Bowl, nonetheless. Yeah. Regardless, you will get fucking hands on you. <laughs> no, no questions asked. What was the the guy? He wasn't a, like a top tier comedian, but like he hit a fucking guy with his guitar. Remember that clip that went viral? No. Wow. I'll have no. to find it. There, he wasn't okay. like a top tier comedian. He was like a, a smaller, small time comedian. But some guy was heckling him. He's like, "Come up here, like joking around, like come up here and get it." And he had a guitar, and fucking guy came up, and he just broke the guitar over his head. Fuck. Or his shoulder or whatever. And then, like, all of a sudden, it was like, oh. Yes, okay. No, I do remember that. Yeah, his acoustic guitar. Who was yeah. that? No, was I part of his act. About, yeah. he's, not, he's not a famous guy. He only went no. viral because of that. Right, but it was pretty amazing. He's one of those guys who's, like, might have done cameo shows or whatever. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. But, no, I remember that. Pretty amazing. You know, off topic, tangent, which is unlike me. But there was a... <laughs> movie creator producer director writer uh named you bull b-o-h-l he's famous for making horrible films uh usually based on video games yeah he did make one really good one it's up here somewhere i thought it was called rampage not the video game rampage but i uh, i've seen rampage i strangely enjoyed it i love that movie it's Mm -hmm. so dark and twisted and I, i anyway um, he had a thing for a while because he would make these notoriously shitty movies, but it's a bit of a, not even Tommy Wiseau. He wasn't that bad, but it was a bit of a thing because you could tell he was really trying mm-hmm. and he kept getting funding, but the movies were just terrible. And so bloggers would rip them apart. He would challenge these critics to boxing matches. I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. And so he'd get in the ring with these <laughs> out of shape bloggers with their gloves and he would just and he's this big german you know fit guy and he would smash them to pieces and it was amazing and i remember having a lot of respect for that i'm like you know what cool you know <laughs> you you slander me in public i'm gonna challenge you to a duel and it, uh, it, it it's kind of it takes it to that level because like you can criticize someone and roast somebody but then that person's like all right fucking fight me yeah yeah, yeah. like granted I, I think he's kind of a, a meathead for doing that but at the same time like fine he has his strengths yeah come like dude See if, see if and, you can take them. And no publicity is bad publicity. I mean, yeah. anyway. Um, I had an idea in the car today for... Uh, I should I should save it because this might be a genius idea and it might get stolen. But have you ever, like... You've ever had, like, uh, 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 fights with people where someone sucker punches someone or someone slanders someone publicly and you want to fight. It'd be great to, like, duel or, you know, do some old school shit. Very rare. I mean, as I get older, it's not really the case for me anymore. But what if there was a gym, an organization, a promotion, an all legit thing like UFC or Pride or M1 or any whatever, you know, fight promotions. If they actually put on officiated real boxing matches between two people that want to have it out. And they sign all the disclosures like, you know, I'm not going to sue you or whatever. Hmm. You have a ref and you have to agree to the rules, but it's an actual fist to cuffs like boxing match between two people that just want to have it out and have a, a proper duel or something. But, um, and there's yeah, something w- to that. I think it'd be a great idea. Cause I would definitely do. <laughs> well, I, I can't, I can't fucking remember. There was some, thing i think it's called like mutual combat where i in some states there's still like you know one of those random laws that are hidden like deep into the the constitutions of the states that you find yeah yeah um yeah. i think there was Illegal one that, like to lick doorknobs in idaho or something yeah like just that. a random shit and there was one where like i forgot if it was 
what the argument was, but the question was mutual combat. Oh. If you and I on the street, yeah, even if a police officer is present, right. we say, hey, okay. we are agreeing to fight. Yeah, I'm not attacking him against his will. He's not attacking me against my will. We agree to fight mutual combat. Yeah, and that was still legal in some, or it was. I forgot what the deal was. It was challenged. It was questioned. But in what you're bringing up, if it's like a sanctioned fight, so to speak, yeah. Why? Oh shit! Sorry, hit the mic. Why not? I mean, technically, I mean, you'd have to sign all the waivers, and there'd be a legal battle to be sure, especially if it's in California and shit like that. Because the minute someone gets hurt, all bets are off. But well, you you could um, even argue. You could argue. You could argue that. When you sign up for a karate class or a boxing class, you have to eventually, you know, get in the ring and go against somebody. When I was doing Muay Thai, that was like they had two or three separate contracts of waivers that we had to sign. And this wasn't even for and we had to sign other waivers when we started doing sparring and stuff like that. So that's what I mean. That was just for that was just for classes. Um so to be a fighter, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a good idea, and I want to do more. And it might be a thing that'll work in Texas, but not in California. But <laughs> I think, I think it could work in California too. It, you just need to make sure be, you get it all. It could even be a thing where it's like, hey, uh, my friend and I were totally fine. We just want to see who would win in a fight, and uh, we want to do that. And the the gym could offer services like they could have a press conference where they like you know <laughs> you, the people you are weigh like, ins. Yeah, here's the problem, and people can watch it, and you could even make you know more money by streaming it. You could be like, okay, here's the thing. So and so said like people's court, but rather yeah. it's like the challenger defender. So and so said this, and this guy said this, and they're gonna have it out. What do you guys think? Yeah, fuck that guy, and fuck him, and fuck his mother. All right, let's go. And I actually think that would be entertaining as fuck. Yeah. Kind of like, like I said, almost like the weigh-ins of boxing matches. Yes, exactly. And so, but then it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, hey, yo, Danny, your side (laughs) of this match, what's going on? Well, I was at the grocery store, (laughs) and Eddie over here took 20 items into the 15-item express lane, (laughs) and and I had an issue with it. So I said something to Eddie, Eddie pushed me and said to fuck off, and now we're here. And they're like, okay, well, Eddie, Eddie, how do you respond to that? And he's like, what Danny doesn't know is <laughs> I was in a hurry and a crackhead who was bothering me was, in, was the only one in the other line. And so I came to the express lane to avoid the crackhead. And he, he had to harass me. And they're like, okay, well, tomorrow we're going to settle this officially. <laughs> See, part of me was thinking of, uh, you know, it, 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 it blossomed from, you know, but, but listening to way too much Lin Manuel, whatever the fuck his name is, and you know Hamilton's got that whole song about the rules to a duel, like building mm-hmm. up rule number one, blah, 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 rule number two. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you could do the same kind of thing. Like these guys, okay, you sure you can't have it? You got a box, okay, you know, all right, we're boxing. Here's his second. Here's their second. Whatever. Um, and then also thinking about what happened with Chappelle. If Chappelle was more or less sucker punched the way Chris Rock was just kind of sucker punched. Mm -hmm. And then everyone has that point. It's like, yeah, so-and-so sucker punched me. Get me on the street with them, you know, in a proper moment. I whoop his ass. Like that would, I think, birth most of these occasions where someone's like, hey, he sucker punched me. Knock me out. I bet if he and I were were face to face, I'd light him up. Oh, really? You think? And then that's where it would go. (laughs) And I think a lot of aggression would be released if people could just have it out. And, And... And I'm not going to take it there. I was almost going to say like, <laughs> I was going to say, what if it's a law? 
Oh, that okay. that if it's proven that you sucker punch someone, if that person wants two minutes in a ring with you, you're you're you have to give it to them. <laughs> Suit up, motherfucker! You're gonna. <laughs> but, um, but no, no but I that's think... what's so great about boxing is that the referee's job is to per- protect both fighters and mm. make sure they know the rules and are obeying the rules. So if it's something like, hey, we can both agree, Queensbury, Queensbury rules, it goes with that mutual combat thing you were talking about. If we both mm-hmm. agree and we follow the rules, we can properly have it out. So, yeah. I think that would be interesting. It would almost have like a, a bum fights feel to it, <laughs> to an extent. A little to, Kimbo. To, to those audience members who don't know, who don't remember <laughs> bum fights. Wow, I can't believe um, that's what ages us. Yeah, yeah. I I think it was a couple months ago. I, I saw a clip from like one of the original bump fights, and I was like, "Wow, this quality is horrible. It's that old." <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'll I never forget actually... the creator of bump fights going on Doctor Phil. Oh, was did you ever sh- see that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I fucking hate that guy. And agreed, I'd be like Doctor Phil. You know, I'd be like what he did. But the fact that he went on his show dressed as Doctor Phil. That's the most baller South Park shit I've ever seen. I love it. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. No, fuck Dr. Phil, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, fuck that guy. There, you, you ever, like, we all have it where, like, there's someone, there's something you don't like, but you tolerate it. And then there's, like... Women. Huh? You said women? <laughs> I said <laughs> No, go ahead. But then there's, like, a moment or something happens and you're like, I'm fucking done with this person. Yeah. You know what I mean? And any So Dr. Phil <laughs> there I mean Grant he's he's not if I remember I read correctly, he's not like a real psychologist. Right. Um but he was doing one of his shows and it's not a surprise for like the cable net like the t- cable TV during the daytime, but I was watching like the show and the the setup was kids who were crazy, kids who were wild. And he was talking to this mom that like his the their sixteen year old kid kept driving drunk and like crashing the car and blah 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 blah, and he was just like, "Well, have you uh, have you ever thought about taking the keys from him?" She was like, "We've tried taking the keys. He just takes them back and he takes the car." And he's like, "Well, maybe you should think about taking the keys from him and not letting him take them from you." Have you ever? And I was like, "Fuck!" Shut the fuck up. How much money do you make, Doctor Phil? How much money do you that, make? And that's, that's your advice? what your suggestion is? Like, God it damn. was literally the dumbest fucking conversation. He was, literally, fast forward, was like, have you ever thought of taking the keys from him? We've tried that. He just takes them back when he wants to drive. Have you ever tried taking it from him and not letting him take it back? We've tried, Dr. Phil. He keeps taking them back. Well, maybe you should hide the keys. I, I don't know what he said, but it was so yeah. fucking dumb. And I was just like, it's kind of, I was actually having this conversation with my girl the other day. Um, I have some, like, sometimes PTSD flashbacks to when I was in college and people did dumb shit around me. <laughs> one of my... The, the life of an actor, man. Yeah, no, yeah. And so one of my professors brought on this um, this casting director he knew to, like, workshop us, which was great. And so we all kind of went up and did kind of like a, a monologue to audition. And she went around. She was talking to us, like, what's your weaknesses, your strengths? And she's like, she came to me. She's like, what are you trying to work on? And I was like, you know what? I feel strong as an actor. I feel like I need to, to, to be better at auditioning. Like auditioning is where my, especially monologue auditions. Like mm. I, I feel like that's my weakness. Yeah. She was like, well, you know, Mike, until you're some sort of like a lister where people are looking for you, you're going to have to be better at auditioning. And I was like, that's exactly what I fucking said. That's why I want to work on it. You know what I mean? Like I was like that yeah. you, you're, that's what I said. Yeah. 
so and that's where like with the Dr. Phil thing, she's like, have you ever tried not giving him the keys? Yes, it didn't work. <laughs> well, have you ever tried not giving him the keys uh, harder? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <be> harder. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, that guy is a fucking granted i like that he makes fun of himself he he was um which scary movie that he cameoed in oh yeah yeah i, I, mean, I don't he, remember but yeah. it was him and Shaq in like the saw room yeah and he kind of was like oh, i'm not a real psychologist like i'm like, all right you, you get a, you, you're you're kind of good because you, you know yeah you make fun of yourself so okay but i think yeah i mean if anything he's making it, uh, look at his like his life on a Big enough time scale. Fuck was that? Sorry, I heard something. Look at his life on a big enough time scale. He's making the world around him better, not worse. He's helping people where he can, and he falls short some places. But you know, I think I think he's doing more harm. More, <laughs> I think he's doing more good than harm. So you got to give him that at least. Uh, you know what? That's fair. He's not harming anyone. He's not. I think we're something like. Um, I mean. More of a case can be made, and this is borderline blasphemy. What I'm about to say, but like, let's hear it. For an evangelist pastor on TV, mm-hmm. trying to just get those donations, you know, it's it. I've never seen I've never seen Doctor Phil on a money grabbing campaign. Oh, I mean, that's besides fair. like, that's fair. You know, so it's like you know, there could be more of a case made for some of those televangelists, you know, you know, than Doctor Phil. Whereas and, he makes a show of just trying to help people. So, I, and I, I would say that's not even blasphemous. I think that would be the opposite of what blasphemous. What the fuck is wrong with me? I used to be so cynical. How am I defending Doctor? It's my wife, man. She's made me soft. I don't like it. No, 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 no. It's not your wife. It's the podcast. We're philosophers. We're taking oh. all views. Yeah. So, should we finally get into it and discuss this topic that everyone's talking about? Sorry. Okay. Roe v. Wade. So, Roe v. Wade is why I actually said earlier, Eddie's been saying it all the time because Eddie's a maniac. Of like, let's we don't worry about posting on Sundays. Let's just post as soon as we want to post shit. Yeah. Okay. And I do think Roe v. Wade is a sensitive topic. Mm. And I think by the time we're filming right now on Wednesday, it happened yeah. on Tuesday. Or, I'm sorry, it happened Monday night. It happened, it, yeah, over the weekend, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that by the time we, happen. yeah, by the time we post on Sunday, everyone would already have commented on it. Everyone's going to post sure. their opinion, et cetera, et cetera. And I actually, I was like, you know what? Maybe Eddie is right in this regard. Let's, let's record it. Let's talk about it. I know it was last minute. I think it was this morning. I was like, let's try to do it. Let's do it. Um, also, you're going to go see Bill Burr tomorrow night. So we can't do Thursday night. So. That, that's also a reason why we should <laughs> <laughs> It's trying to twist it there. Trying to twist it a little bit. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's what you call a spin, man. <laughs> that's what you call a pivot. So anyway. I'll let you. I'll let you lead. How do you feel about the uh, the uh, so alleged updates, let's, the alleged leak? Not the alleged leak. I, it was a alleged leak. leak yeah. Alleged, yeah. yeah. Um, everything. Okay. First off, it comes out. It's leaked that the Supreme Court is drafting a proposition to repeal Roe versus Wade as a precedent. Um, that's what happened. By that night, people are already protesting and going crazy. The next morning, all everyone is talking about is how this is an unprecedented leak. That this never happens. Fuck you, it happened the first time Roe v. Wade happened. So, I mean, calm down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's what everyone's freaking out about is the is this uh, idea that in June, June, July, when they do have the formal hearing and they do vote 
that it's possible, looking pretty possible, that they will repeal Roe versus Wade. What does this mean? Does this mean that uh, uh, abortion is now completely illegal? No. All this means is that they're handing the power back to the states to decide on their own how they're going to do it. So that's pretty much all I know as fact for now, what literally has happened, right? I, I, believe, I, be, I believe you are correct. So, and I had some thoughts. I think everyone had some thoughts. And I know everyone's dying to hear what white male Mitchell has to say about these fucking about ideas. A, about abortion. Um, no, go for it. Let me see. And I wrote them down. Uh, <laughs> first of all, I mean, if you've listened to me and Mike pontificate or, or talk about our opinions politically, philosoph- philosophically, whatever, um, we have strong belief in in a a small government even just the states deciding on their own what they Mm -hmm. should do for their own community and the bigger the federal government the bigger the problem um so right off the bat if this were any kind of issue um regardless if you're pro-life pro-choice for the government to give this power back to the states i'm already in favor of Mm -hmm. um especially in something like this where people are so polarized one way or the other. And it's like, okay, the federal government probably shouldn't decide. Um, why don't we let the States decide? Um, guns are kind of in the same light. I mean, guns are kind of, um, they're, they're literally written into the constitution. So it gets a little harder to argue it, um, argue against it, but things like gambling, uh, things like smoking weed are very different from state to state. And, you know, and I think that's appropriate. It should be left to the state whether they decide about gambling or weed and all that kind of stuff. So already I'm kind of like, okay, this seems like a good idea to me. Roe versus Wade being something that just takes it away from the states to decide, I thought was fundamentally wrong. What do you think? I have mixed opinions on this. Um, what? Because, <laughs> no, I... I, I do agree to an extent that the states there's there's certain things that should be decided by the states and certain things should be federal. This one it it's hard it's hard not to talk about this without bringing in your views on abortion. But I'm gonna try to do my best not to bring in my personal views on abortion. Same, same, same. Um, I do feel I mean it's gonna be hard to hard not to excuse me, but I I I kind of we may have talked about it before. I kind of feel like this move is kind of akin to when um, Biden was trying to get a bunch of um, vaccine mandates put out. And what I mean by that, because it's obviously two completely different issues. I'm not trying to equate them in that way. But what I mean by that is my opposition to vaccine mandates had nothing to do with like our freedoms or any of that shit. My opposition was in a time like this where political discourse is so aggressive and and charged and divisive, why would you want to start doing the vaccine mandates and just making it worse? That was my view on vaccine mandates. So now with this same thing, the the political discourse in this country is like at a all time high attention. Like you can't say shit without Mm -hmm. things popping off. You know what I mean? Like, unfortunately that's just the way it is. Most people are not rational and can't sit and have a discussion like you and I. Um, and that's where I'm just kind of like, why are you just doing this now? Hmm. I know there was a couple cases that and that's how, you know, cases are appealed to the Supreme Court. They look at them and that's how these things happen. But I can't help but think like, why are we doing it now? Um, I, I, I don't know. And, and 
the question to, to counter myself is, if not now, then when? When's it going to get better? When's the right time yeah. to do this, regardless right. how you feel about it? When would be the right time to try to challenge this? I just think, like, with everything else going on in the world, I, I don't understand why this is important now. Mm. Um, and I will say, granted, with an um, extreme majority um, in the court or the Supreme Court leaning conservative, this was bound to happen. I get it. Um, I just kind of, I'm kind of irritated too because they, a lot of the, have, the loud left has been playing these clips of the, um, the conservative judges talking about abortion in their confirmation hearings, and most of them at least hinted that they wouldn't challenge uh, Roe v. Wade. And so now that they're kind of challenging it, there is that, okay, so you kind of were deceptive. I'm not saying they were or weren't. It just kind of was like, all right, that's a thing, I guess. Um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of mixed because, like, my. I, I'm trying to keep my personal opinions of abortion aside. Um, but I think it's it, it the 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 whole con like the whole argument of abortion really no, no, not gonna bring up we're not gonna debate abortion. Just talk about this. I don't know. I, I I do like the states' rights things, but I do think there's certain things that should be federal. And without going into the debate of abortion abortion, what the fuck? The debate of abortion um, I think there just needs to be a clear before anything we take any steps towards, uh, you know, overturning Roe v. Wade, whatever you want to do, there needs to be an agreement, everyone coming to the same like page on what abortion is. Cause I know there's some people who think it's murder and I'm not, I'm not make, taking a stance. So if you think it's murder, this is obviously a great thing to you because this is preventing murder. But if it's someone who you don't think it, you know, you don't think it's murder, this is a violation of your rights, your body autonomy, blah blah blah, autonomy. Sorry. So before any action is taken, I feel like the the consensus needs to be on the same page of like what is abortion, like what does it entail, is it murder, at what point is it murder, etc. Before we can just go forward on so overturning Roe v. Wade, etc. No, no, no. It's, it's good. Cause it leads into my next point of why I thought, why I believe this is a good thing. And yeah, full disclosure, I'm a very pro-life person. My, you know, my, my personal, personal opinions aside, but here's why even looking at it objectively, why I think the decision of Roe v. Wade was a bad one is because this was back in what, 72, 73 or something like that when it first was finalized. Um, this was before we had sonographs. Back at this time, the definition of life for every human, every creature, every species on Earth was the moment of conception. And then after Roe v. Wade, that suddenly stopped appearing in all the science books. So it was a decision, I think, and I'll have to do more research on it, so don't quote mm. me on this shit. No. But it was a decision made without a lot of scientific and what you described as definition um, mm. in making that decision. So... It, and it's not like that's a terrible thing because it happens all the time. We make decisions all the time and then we find things out down the road. Um, they sure. had 50 years to update, to amend, to define, to have Congress write into legislation an actual law rather than just relying on the judges to set a precedent, which is how it should be. But 
I mean, because I get into another tension of, of, okay, the Supreme Court's job is not to write and create these laws. It is up to the Congress to write these laws. And the, mm-hmm. it's up to the Supreme Court to enforce it and protect the people that follow it, etc. So it, 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 from jump, in my opinion, was doomed. Because if you don't do the process the way it should, I heard someone talking about this today. Um, eventually, if you don't do... Uh, if you don't follow the process and do it the way it should, mm-hmm. eventually it will, and that's going to mean removing what you tried to do prior. Because um, you're you're right. Cause I um, I remember uh, throughout the day, uh, the last couple of days, uh, hearing different opinions. Someone on the left made the the criticism of we yeah this decision Roe v Wade was made what was that like yeah you said it's like fifty years ago, but it was never codified into law. It was simply mm-hmm. a decision by the court. Mm-hmm. So. We should have codified it into law before any of this could happen. I'm not saying they should have or shouldn't have, but like you're right that they, the the court interpreted the law at the time, but there right. was never a a law saying this is legal. It was right. simply it's, a court it decision. It wasn't an amendment that literally said, "Hey, alcohol is now illegal," and yeah. then three amendments later, "Hey, alcohol is now legal." You know, it, it mm-hmm. takes a process and. Unfortunately and fortunately, it's a long process to go through. I think the founders and the, the, the drafters of this process were geniuses because they make it so hard to do. You need to really be sure that the majority of people, a large majority of people, all agree before you make it law of the whole land. So, I mean, I hear a lot of talk about it's so inefficient, it needs to all be redone because it's very broken, and I disagree because I think it's it's because of it's such a laborious process it is because it is such a laborious process that makes it the more valuable. So if this were something that the country as a whole decided it wanted to allow, then so be it. But mm-hmm. that wasn't the case. It wasn't the case with Roe v. Wade. Yeah. So the, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't read the, uh, cause it was like the one page that was um, leaked, but they did, they looked at certain stats and I guess like they pulled like 60% of, 60 to 70 percent of Americans are like in favor of keeping abortion legal and not completely like, you know, eight months. You could just get, you know, cut it out uh, to put that very mildly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but again, it, it I don't even know where I was going with that. It just. Yeah. We, I mean, you're going down the path of debating the morality of abortion and that's another episode. Yeah. And but, I'm, uh, I'm trying my best not to. I just feel like there needs to be a it, it's. um because I'll, I'll touch on my stance, because um, I'm not complete. It, it's my similar to my stance on guns. I'm generally speaking pro-gun, pro-gun ownership, pro-right-to-gun ownership, with restrictions and limitations. Like, if someone's going to the gun gun shop to buy an MG42, I have questions. <laughs> Me too. It's, you know what I'm saying? Uh, They're hang like, on, hang on. I'm, I'm, gen- I'm generally okay with it, but like certain things, I'm like, wait a second. And that's generally how I stand on abortion. We're like, I'm generally pro-choice. With restriction, if you're at seven, eight months, and it's not an emergency, the mom's not in danger. No, you you can't fucking make that decision now. <laughs> it's done. Yeah. In my opinion, and I, I don't know how all the science behind it. Generally speaking, first three months or bust. First three months or you're a mom. Hmm. Um, that's generally speaking. I don't have the science behind it, and that's where, to my in my opinion, going back to it, at what point, and that's where I think the scientific community needs to come together and make a solid decision on when this becomes life. I know you said earlier a lot, and a lot of evangelicals say it's at the point of conception. Um, I've heard people make the argument that it's at the point of a heartbeat. 
I've made I've heard people make the argument that it's at the point of where your um I'm sorry, the term's eluding me, your brain and your that system is intact. Um neurological system? Yeah. I, I've heard all those arguments and fine. I just think there needs to be like a scientific committee coming yeah. together and say at what point is this thing experiencing life? The hard part there is there's a committee right now in California that's arguing that until a child can start developing memory, it's not a truly a person. It is still a non-person. So they have kind of actually validated hmm. in a way or not that it's like up to a certain months after birth. They're psychos though. And they're fringe and, and no, that, know, that, yeah, that's, that's insane. The, the uh, point. Yeah. I mean, in another episode, we'll discuss the, where the lifespan begins because I was born sure. a month early. I was born a month early. Um, a friend of mine, my mom, my mom and her friend were like best friends growing up and they decided they, they were shooting to have their first kid at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom's friend beat her to the punch and, and he was due in the end of January. I was due at the end, uh, in mid February born a month early. Ha gotcha, bitch. You know, I'm older. I'm older. <laughs> Am yeah. I older because I popped out a month older? You know, so that that huh. there's already a gray line between the point of birth because yeah, anyway, so that's another I'm not no, I'm, I'm trying I think not that's, to that's that's an interesting point actually. I never really thought about yeah. it like that as term, in terms of age. And I'm not I'm trying to keep my things out of it. I'm the right. point I'm trying to make is it kind of feels like what's an example? I speak in examples and I can't think of one. Until uh, the voting, the voting age. I don't know, but <laughs> well, no, because like, so it's just to me, and and I get like, and I agree to a point that like states have certain rights to make laws, but something like this um, seems. Uh, and I'll I'll disagree with you what you said earlier. I almost feel like this should be a federal thing. Um, ha- but I agree that a lot of things should be states. Um, if God, I can't stop this camera from wobbling, but. Because this thing we're talking about, pretty much the argument is, is it murder or not? And now I'm all about if someone, if like I said, there's a consensus of whether or not it's murder. And that's that argument's going to go on for fucking decades. Probably past when we're, we're both dead. Um, I only say that because it's, be, it's kind of hard where, uh, I don't know the way Arizona swings. But let's say California, we're in California. Very blue states. They're like, no, it's cool. It's not murder. So then you travel two hours or three hours and all of a sudden abortion's murder. Like the, the the difference in in law and opinion is so drastic. I feel like it almost needs to be universal. Hmm. One way or the other. I'm not, I'm hmm. trying not to take a stance on it. But that does that make sense? I'm not sure if I'm Yeah, no, it it's 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 important because something like murder crosses states, you know, like literally murder. Mm-hmm. If I shot someone today um and went to Arizona, that rule doesn't change. You shot someone, that's murder. You're wanted in this state for murder. So the answer to that would be if it is illegal here because of that, what, uh, what's the severity of the crime? What's the punishment for the crime, et cetera. So um, it's, I don't think it's as unsolvable as you think in, in that regard, because, you know, if I, if I lived in a, in a state where it was illegal and drove to a state where it wasn't had the procedure and came back that's that it's legal there i mean it should the crime shouldn't be Mm. applied in the state you live you know it's kind of and i kind of think that i mean as fucked up as it is that's the american way i mean you should be allowed (laughs) to go to vegas and gamble 
and yeah, come yeah, back yeah, to yeah, California sure. and be fine. You sh- when you know ten years ago, you should be allowed to go up to Colorado, smoke a shitload of weed, and then come home. Um, and if you decide you don't like the drive, you can go live in that state. That's kind of the mm-hmm. way it's supposed. And people look at that and think that it's ridiculous, but really, it's like no, it's about where you live and the rule of the law where you live. You should be able to decide that. And if you don't want your taxes or government um, approving of something that you don't agree with, you shouldn't live in a place where that is. So anyway, but yeah, I mean, something like murder is pretty drastic. Well, of so course. I do and see that, that point I, there. I, I kind of, it was kind of an, uh, a dramatic point, but it was kind of just, no, it's right. Because something like slavery is something that should cross state lines and be a broad, broad um, yeah. fucking across the, across the board kind of thing. So yeah. So is this something that should be broad? I agree with you on the other side of though. <laughs> it's something that I'm like, yeah, no, absolutely. She it should be abolished and crossed, but you know, that's a, uh, that's my personal opinion. Aside. No, sure, so let's sure, get sure. back to, let's get back to the real points here. Um, you did mention, um, <laughs> uh, uh, the timing of this thought it was a weird timing. I disagree because I think it was kind of perfect timing. Perfect. Really? timing. Um, whoever released this, and I have a strong feeling that whoever leaked this was a okay, Democrat. I, I, th- I think I know what you're going with this, and I might agree with you. Go on. And whoever did thinks that they were going to release this to whip up the crowd and get people to stop this from happening. Then in two months, when it's time to vote, nobody cares anymore. Who's still talking about the Ukraine right now? Barely anybody. You know how quickly Americans move their their what they care about from one subject to the other. Everyone's going to get riled up about this. And when it's time to actually vote in a month or two, no one's really going to care. Um, Mm. So I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot in that regard. They shot themselves in the foot in a lot of other ways. Do you want to touch on that point at all? So that's, you you kind of, you kind of touched on what I was thinking is that there was a theory out there. um, I've heard, I've heard this opinion on, on both right commentators and left commentators that, um, a, a guy I listen to every now and then he's, he's a pretty, he's pretty leftist, but he's logical. And I disagree with him on a lot of things, but I like listening to him cause he's a logical guy. He made the point that this could be, he's made point this point for months now that like Biden doesn't have a lot of solid accomplishments to run on. Right. Mm, like he, yeah. I think he passed like a relief bill in the first year and there's one or two other things that maybe count, but like generally speaking, he doesn't have accomplishments that would would rally people to vote for him again. Um, even like, for instance, and even this guy acknowledges George W. Bush, like him or hate him, he. I mean, this is gonna sound fucking twisted. He had the, oh god, this is gonna sound bad. The fortunate <laughs> circumstance that nine eleven happened on his watch. Yeah. yeah. So love him yeah. or hate him, he was a wartime president, he a hero wartime president. president. Anyone could have ran against him yeah. on his second term, and he was winning because a wartime president. Despite his lack of speaking ability, he was the man. Everyone loved him. Everyone loved him. Um, LBJ. Okay, Lindbergh Johnson was wartime during Vietnam. Kept getting reelected, reelected. Even Vietnam, which was, what, yeah. the most popular war in American history? The most popular, yeah. He was still getting elected. He eventually had to say, look, I'm done. I'm not running for re-election. And that's what, like, yeah. yeah. So wartime, wartime presidents always win. Yeah, anyway. and so... So that's what this guy was saying about um, Biden is that he doesn't really have anything to really hold on to and run on. Gotcha. So thinking about that, going into the midterms in, this year in a couple months, um, 
think it's statistically across the board. Whatever uh, party wins the presidency, the next midterm generally loses in the House and Senate. Just Correct. statistically, historically, it happens ninety percent of the time. I, yeah, that's, I, I'm I'm I don't know that stat for sure, but I know it's a gross majority. No, it, it's it's a, yeah. it's historically proven, and so a lot of Democrats are like, "Oh shit, we're gonna fucking lose." And so this guy was saying this could be kind of pro- going to your point. Whoever leaked it, uh, for whatever reason, that this could be something for Democrats to rally behind to get people to come out and vote for Democrats in the midterm. That's a theory I heard, and that's what I think you kind of touched on as well. I think you're right that the timing is a little early, a little yeah. preemptive. If the you know the midterms were in November, maybe they should have tried to extend it a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, because can you imagine in three or four months when this, let's say hypothetically, in three or four months, sure. it gets repealed. Everyone's freaking out, and they're like, you know, go fuck yourself. It's repealed. Um, every state invokes their laws some outlaw it, some approve it mm-hmm. california becomes the safe haven for abortions or whatever yelp and uber start paying for people to drive wherever they want to go whatever all that happens and then what in a few months after that there is midterms and then everyone can say hey okay so we lost that precedent but guess what if i'm elected senator if i'm elected congressman we're gonna write this law and get it on the books and in the constitution done mm-hmm. um i mean that to me would seem like a perfect plan, but <laughs> sure. And before I forget about it, and this is something that, um, that I will say abortion aside, uh, what kind of bugs me about this, assuming it goes forward, I've read, I've read that this could change in the next couple of weeks if, you know, cause judges change their opinions. Um, but if it does go forward, something that just bothers me and this, and this is not a, a, a partisan thing like, uh, so, we could just change, like, I mean, yes, that's what an amendment is. It's the point of the way our government works. But, like, so a Supreme Court, so this this Supreme Court, let's say, assumes we go through with it. Abortion now goes to the states, etc. So let's say eight years from now, 12 years from now, hmm. um, I, I forget the names of all the fucking judges, but a couple of them die. Let's say Biden appoints one. Um, let's say the next president. Let's assume it's a Democrat just for the sake of argument appoints another one and all of a sudden now there's a liberal majority again in the Supreme Court. And they now take a case to to override the decision that's made this year. Like at what point do we just say like we could just just go with what was already decided. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's abortion yeah, aside. About, that's just you're, yeah. You're talking about precedences nulling precedences. Mm-hmm. If a precedent can be repealed why is it not open season? Why is not every precedent, you know, exactly. done in? So that's why, you know, I mean, now is the time where they've had plenty of time, 50 years later. Um, and yeah, to, it's it's a big deal. And it should be a big deal. But yeah, I mean, it's why the Supreme Court shouldn't be deciding laws in the first place. But whatever. <laughs> no, and I, I agree with that. I agree but, with that. Yeah. It just, um, in my head, even going back to a different point, um, impeachment. So you had, agree with it or yeah. not, Democrats um, decide to impeach, impeach, impeach Joe Biden. Or, God damn it. It's been a long day for Donald, me. Donald uh, Trump. They, they impeached Donald Trump twice. He was, he was president before Biden. I'm, dude, it's been a long day. My mind's fried. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Democrats impeached Joe Biden twice. Um, <laughs> everything's wrong. 
Um, yeah. No, uh, they they impeached uh, Donald Trump twice. Agree with it or not, they, that's what happened. And almost rightfully so, um, a lot of Republicans were like, what's stopping us from just trying to impeach Joe Biden on yeah. any other thing? Um, now, I know McCarthy has said that they wouldn't do that, which I, I think is great for him to say. We'll see. Hey, McConnell? No, McCarthy. I got that one right. Oh, okay. Because you get impeached in the House. Kevin McCarthy. I got that one right. I got the right Sorry. Mick. I got the right Man, Mick. Man, I fucked up there. Oh, I dropped the ball there. Dude, I've bad. been fucking Sorry. stumbling all night. Um, like, who the fuck is McCarthy? That's from the, the that's from the, what are you talking about? The Red Scare? McCarthyism shit? He's yeah, been dead James forever. Wrong. What the fuck are you talking about? You can't just make up names? Anyway. Yeah, and so McCarthy. even though, like, don't be wrong, I don't, I don't, I didn't like Trump as president, but like the fact that he got impeached twice, it does kind of set a precedent. Okay, now can we just, we have the majority so we can just impeach somebody. Can we just do it? Yeah. 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 And, um. And so there's that. And so it's it's the same kind of thing. Like, so we have Supreme Courts making decisions, but then now if ma- the majority changes, we could just change that decision. Yeah. So, and that, that goes not just in the Supreme Court, but in the House and the Senate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I and mean, it, it does, it does happen though. I mean, it's not, it, it is rare, but it does happen and it is normal that it happens. I mean, that's what the three-fifths compromise was about. That's what a uh, uh, separate but equal was about they do go back on precedences and that's true. and that's true. yeah so it's not uncommon it is rare but yeah um just some notes about the fucking state of things because you did mention um just more to my point of why this is perfect timing for for pro-lifers and people who believe roe v wade should be repealed here are some reasons why this is all just good news number one you mentioned the political turmoil of the time in my opinion it seems like (laughs) it seems rare for republicans to come out with a policy and democrats not to start uh uh, picketing and rioting and and shit like that it's kind of there the fact that that night they were out in front of the supreme court throwing stuff and picketing and all that um la had a um demonstration a protest where some some cops got hurt just like i don't know if it was last night or the night before it's kind of it's it's gotten to the point now where and this isn't i should take it back it isn't just democrats it's pretty much everyone anytime a policy is proposed everyone freaks out and protests happen um it might just because of all the instagram pages i follow that it seems more (laughs) one-sided so i'll i'm disclaiming i'll i'll just put that disclaimer out there so the fact that it's like Ukraine, there's protests, um, uh, 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 mandates, there's protests, uh, shutdowns, there's protests. Hey, the, the airport's going to lift the mask mandates, protests. Hey, we're going to repeal Roe v. Wade, protest. What's next? So it's, it kind of just gets lost in the blurred effect okay. of everyone freaking out about everything. Hey, let's do this because they're going to freak out anyway. And this is just going to get lost in the noise of all the protests. Okay. I see so what you're there was that point. Second point, um, one of the strongest, there's two very strong um, fallback soundbite quotes, hashtags, whatever you want to call them, that I think most pro-choicers like to use. The first one being, my body, my right. Government shouldn't um, tell you what to do about your body. Well, for a lot of, if you're a strategic lawmaker and you want to get Roe v. Wade repealed, this is just objectively. Let's say you're a, a lawmaker and you want to get Roe v. Wade repealed. You know you're going to run into that, that keep the laws off my body. 
Well, we just went through a year of the government mandating vaccines, which is something you had mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, the huge discussion on the government forcing you to wear masks, forcing you to get vaccine, not forcing, but like, you know, people getting fired. People were literally fired because they weren't getting vaccines. It gets <clears throat> as close to government forcing you as it gets so this my body my right argument is suddenly a lot weaker because of this past couple years of people mandating vaccines i'm not saying it completely nulls it i'm just saying it very much uh weakens it what do you think i would i would disagree with you only because that argument has been used both ways um and what i mean is um is uh so during the pandemic with the mask mandates and all the mandates and all that shit, a lot of let's just call it, say the loud right. Um, I, I'm starting to say the loud right and loud left because I don't think love it. they love represent it. I the love majority. It. The I loud right was saying like, oh, for years, pro-choice people have said my body, my choice. And now they want me to stick something in my body. Hmm. So what about my body, my choice? At the same time, the loud left was saying, so now you're you're declaring my body, my choice that you, you, you want body autonomy, but what about mm. all these pro-choice people over the years that you didn't want to grant that to? So the argument, I kind of, in my head, I take it back to, uh, what's her, the, her name, the, the the judge that died uh, in 2019, Ruth Ginsburg. Ginsburg. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Bader Ginsburg, I forgot the Bader part. The same, same, same concept of um, dual hypocrisy. Because mm. when, and I forgot, I think it was Millie, I forgot his name. Obama in his last year wanted to nominate a court, a Supreme court judge. And, um, at the time Republicans were saying it's a, an election year. We should wait till the election comes before we, you know, the next president should people should right. vote for the next president. They should decide who the next judge is. Democrats were saying the president right now is the president. He has the right to, to nominate someone. And there's an argument. You fast forward till to 2019 when Ruth Ginsburg dies or sorry, 2020, I'm sorry. 2020 she dies and now there's a flip republicans are saying no trump's the president elections have consequences he should he should pick the next judge and democrats are saying well no yeah it's an election year the next president should decide this you said this four years ago so now the question is who's the hypocrite and who's not and so when we go who's wrong here yeah Yeah. and so when we, we talk about the argument being made about my body my choice pro-life people using it, or I'm sorry, anti-mandate, blah, anti-vaccine people using it as an argument against the vaccine. Right. But then the people who are pro-choice were actually using it for the vaccine because they're like, oh, you've never been pro-body, pro-choice or whatever. Right. But yeah. before that. So it, I disagree with that. It, it weakens the argument. No. So to go back, I'm not saying that it's right. I'm saying objectively, if you're a lawmaker and you Mm -hmm. need to get this law passed, the fact, because in the past, my body was, uh, 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 you know, my body, my right, the government should be interfering with my body. That was a conversation ender. It's like, okay, well, that's it. I mean, I don't really have an argument to that. But now there's been a strong argument to that. And the fact that mm-hmm. people can be fighting in the, the, let's say you're a pro-lifer and you're like, you know, uh, we want to end Roe v. Wade. A loud lefter comes out and says, Hey, my body, my right. You get a loud writer to say, Hey, uh, no, but what about vaccines or whatever? They're arguing. They p- cancel each other out. The argument's gone. 
So the objective lawmaker is now in a better position because that end all argument against what he wanted okay, is now being faced off with. So I agree with you 100% yeah. because there is a dual hypocrisy or, or, or whatever she said, a dual thing here where you can find examples where both person is right. And so who is ultimately right? But um, yeah, I mean, the, the pro vaccine people would say, hey, but the vaccine is about not just me but it's about everyone it's about other people too if i more people have it the stronger we all get the pro-lifer will say yeah but we're not talking about the woman's body we're talking about the child's body that you're trying to go so it is about someone else so you can go back and forth on that argument as well yeah so. you kind of beat me to it because i was going to say it's kind of the same thing kind of not um and again but that goes back to what i was saying about just finding the definition because you just said it like right so right. And, and i'm pro-vaccine i'll say it um I yeah like you could make the argument the vaccine's not just about your body it's about trying to help everyone cool right so then when it comes to abortion it's like okay well now what you just said there's a, a fetus involved there's a life involved um but then again it goes back to the definition is that a life at what point is it a life at what point is it not yeah and i'm not saying yeah. right so, or wrong i'm saying so there's an argument to be made there no you're absolutely right and i'm um, glad you brought it up because there's something that i've have been having a hard time defining is that what needs to change before we can actually have a conversation about this. And you're right. It's that we need to define mm -hmm. a lot of shit here. So <laughs> no. And, and yeah. like I said, I'm, I'm of a very pro science person. If, if a, a committee of objective scientists come out and say, we're going to demand, we're going to declare that life starts at seven yeah. months. I'm just throwing a number out. Then cool. That's, that's, that's the label. That's the time. Right. In my opinion, but that until right. that happens, this is just going to keep going back and forth and it's going to be a mess. Exactly. So that's why, I mean, it's hang on real quick. It, it, you're talking about defining something, the challenge of defining something at a federal level. Mm -hmm. That's where the real issue comes in because what's the population of us 329 million, right? Say, now. I was going to say 330. Yeah. Um, for 330 million people to decide and agree uh, what the definition of human life is versus the population of 40 million people, which is California, to decide. That's why I think this is such a good thing, because we're not even close to defining that on a federal level here. So it needs mm -hmm. to go to the states so the states can define it on their own. Um, but. Yeah, back to that was back to <laughs> backtracking. But no, 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 no. But I think you, you just kind of made a point, too. So. Uh, I'm gonna sound okay. I'm gonna take some 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 leaps here. Drink I up. don't I don't think it should be up to 330 million people. I don't think it should be up to 40 million people. I think it should be up to call it 200 to 500 scientists who are experts in the, <laughs> the in in the, the thing. You you don't we don't ask 330 million people if if the flu is good for you. No, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. This is why I don't believe in an absolute democracy. I don't think 330 people, 330 million people should decide the laws of the land. That's why we have a democratic, democratic republic to elect a small group of people to decide. And I absolutely agree. Yeah. So the, but that's my point. Like when I say someone should decide define when life begins, I don't think it should be 330 million people. I don't think it should be 40 million people in California. I don't think it should be however many people are in Alabama. 30. It, uh, it should be. <laughs> It should be that a hundred people that sit in that fucking Capitol building that are supposed to be writing laws and shit. It should be them. The yeah, hundred them senators. That scientists. <laughs> scientists. We don't elect scientists, though. That's the thing. 
And, and I'm happy we don't. Could you imagine if we elected our scientists? Fuck. That we would flat be flat earthers. That'd be a fucking nightmare. That's what I'm saying. It's like, so what? What? What then? What? What would you want? I and it, we could take it private organizations that study this shit. I mean, people who, who, who work their life for it and that's how they come up in the ranks because they're scientists who do their shit and they do it well. Uh, I don't have the, obviously the solution on the top of my head, but no, I don't no, think, we're talking though. Yeah. yeah. I think it should be, and I'm not talking about like government funded scientists. It could be private. It could be just a, a nonpartisan organization who does this shit. And there's not an easy answer. Cause to be honest, let's be, let's just say it to, to come up with an objective time frame of when life begins and go go off it yeah is an impossible task so i i yeah. talk shit and say we should come up with this but i know that it's an impossible task because oh, i'm like, not gonna be able like like i got all the answers fuck you i don't even fucking know but well, well even even hypothetically let's say some some hardcore scientist says this baby becomes aware not aware but like starts experiencing life at eight months i'm just throwing numbers out eight months that's not going to convince Susie in Alabama, I'm picking on Alabama, Susie in Alabama, who in her religious belief believes life starts at conception, you're not going right. to convince her. Just like Susie or any a senator or a scientist saying life starts at conception is not going to convince a an atheist in Silicon Valley, California, that this bundle of cells is life, is, right. is a human being. So that's right. where it is a... An impossible that's, task. I guess that's it. the that's the trouble, and that's the yeah. balance between science and our officials. And we saw no better example of that than during the shutdown, when the scientists were saying one thing, the people were saying another, on both sides of either. You know, it's kind of it's all over the place. So that gets into the the dance, the balance of elected officials. Mm -hmm. Yes, the senators should be a little bit well versed in science, a little bit. They shouldn't be scientists, but they should know a little bit more. God damn it! So. Anyway, yeah. well, we should we should we could do a whole another three hours on what what hurdles this, our representative <laughs> should take before they get elected. My senator should you know you should run for office. Ah, fuck that. I'd rather just tell you what my senator should be doing. Um, no, but um, I mentioned earlier back to uh, the the issue of the arguments being weakened. Um, the first one, my body, my right. Why I believe that argument is weakened. The second one being. Um, the, the other great soundbite, hashtag, whatever you want to call it, that people like to resort to is no man should decide um, the rights of a woman. That's another big, big thing is that this is a woman's issue. It's women's rights and men shouldn't decide it. It was an all men cast that decided Roe v. Wade, but that's fine. Moving on. Um, <laughs> the big issue, though, and this is where I think a lot of progressivists, a lot of extreme leftists, loud left that you like to call them, kind of shot themselves in the foot, is the definition of a woman. Um, we got progressives now saying that men can get pregnant, that you can identify as a woman with all the rights there therein. We, uh, our latest uh, Supreme Court Justice, uh, uh, Jackson Brown, Justice Brown, during her cross-examination was asked, can you define a woman? And she said on the record, I cannot define what a woman is. So we've removed that argument. Again, this is coming from the objective lawmaker's point of view in handling the arguments that are going to be coming. Um, no man should decide a woman's issue. Well, 
I identify as a woman, so I am a woman, and so now I can have an opinion on this issue. Men can get pregnant, so we can have an opinion on this issue. What do you think? There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> um, I will say the idea that a a man can't um, chime in on a woman's issue is something I think is very subjective. Um, as long as long as I think as long as the argument is objective and rational, I think a man can can uh, bring in on a chime in on an issue that a woman has. As long as it's objective, as long as it's rational, it's coming from logic. It's not coming from just some crazy point. There is there is the argument of fallacy that because you are not personally attached to the issue, you cannot have an opinion. Yes, and I and, and I would disagree right. with that concept. I think you can right. still have an opinion on something. For instance, this is a hundred percent true. I'm not a weed smoker. I have not smoked weed probably in almost a decade. Um, I just never have liked how I felt when I did it. But I'm 100% weed should be legal. Now, so I'm not a part of that community. I'm not, I, mm-hmm. I have no bearings on it. If weed was suddenly illegal, it has no, no difference in my life. But I have an opinion on, on that issue. Um, and you can make that, that argument across a lot of things. Agreed. Um, so I think just off just right off the top that, that I mean, granted it, I do think it makes it a little bit more inclusive and legit when women are in the conversation, but I'm not saying that it has to be completely women. Um, kind of like if we're talking about weed, yes. If, if there are some weed marijuana users in the conversation, it legitimizes it a little bit. I, I would sure. agree with that. But sure. to say that men can't have an opinion on the issue is just asinine. Right. Um, Side that, note, I mean, personal opinion, 100% agree. So, moving. yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff to unpack as far as transgenders and all that shit. That aside, I, I, I would say it's, we've talked about this before when we're talking about Will Smith, et cetera. That's the loud left. I don't think, I don't think they, as a group, shot themselves in the foot because I would say that the minority of them are saying that at this point. Um, and granted, there's a lot of things to unload about the transgender issue anyway. Um, regardless of this, but I don't think that's too much of an issue because um, okay. even in this discussion, there's, I know Amy Cohen Barrett's on it and was there another woman? Either way, there's a woman on board for this opinion piece. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like it's just men doing it. Right, right. Um, so I, I, I don't know if that's an issue here. In this particular case, I don't think it's an issue. I remember, I'm trying to remember what the instance or the occasion was, but there was a while back when abortion was a huge deal. It was something in the news and everyone was talking about it, but that was the big thing at the time. And people would post the meme, men should not create laws for women's bodies. Men should not create laws for women's bodies, blah, 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 blah. You know, mm-hmm. they just go down and it's like, I yeah, I agree, completely disagree with you with that. I agree with you that I disagree. Um because yeah, there it, it completely nullifies the whole conversation, the whole argument to just write it off like that. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, you didn't have a kid that died in a DUI crash, so you can't talk about uh, the the legality of alcohol. It's like, no, I mean, there's an argument to be made here. We can talk about stuff and yeah. and keep that sh- the personal shit aside. So yeah, again, I'm not trying to say this is my opinion on it. I'm just saying. This is my opinion on what an objective lawmaker might no, be looking at. No, and I, and I would I would agree. I don't think you have to personally experience something to have empathy with it. We're we, we're trained actors. We, let's tell you what we do. 
Oh yeah. You can, you can empathize with someone without having experience what they've experienced. Exactly. On the contrary. I mean, I was in a play about Anne Frank, so I think I can talk about <laughs> anti-Semitism more so than other people. So yeah. argument to be made. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was never in Anne Frank. <laughs> it's a boring show. Dude. It really anyway. is a horrible play. <laughs> <laughs> It's up. It's up there with the uh, Our Town. I remember. Uh, I mean, early on, that's pretty much all the points I had. Yeah, and it, so. and I think the, a lot of the points you made could be there on episodes where we sit here and talk and yell at each so other. Oh, sure, an for sure. But I remember early on in concept for this podcast, we had talked about things. We were like, "What do we want to talk about? What do we not want to talk about?" And I remember mm-hmm. abortion came up as one of those we didn't want to talk about because. Uh, I forget who said it, but someone was like, you know, who wants to listen to a bunch of dudes talk about abortion? And I remember having an issue. Not, I wasn't mad about it, but I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. But wait, why is he right? No, I don't know. I mean, why can't we talk about it? Why can't we have a conversation about it? And Well, I, I think it's fine. Um, but to legitimize it, like hypothetically, if we we're going to talk about um, uh, Black Lives Matters or some sort of black, uh, black issues, right. we could sit here and talk about it and have legitimate ideas. Mm-hmm. And legitimate thoughts, but it would make us a little more credible if we had somebody on the inside. If we had a black person <laughs> on the show or a bunch of white dudes, so so similarly to abortion, if we were going to have a full on episode where we discussed the you know the in the the ins and outs, the pros and cons of abortion, it yeah. would probably be to our benefit to have a woman on. I mean, I guess I just I've always believed that conversation and logic and and principle should transcend all of that and it in the fact that you need to rely on a personal connection in my opinion nullifies a lot of the arguments you're trying to make i think a lot of people preface arguments with and i have a lot of black friends or and i have friends who have had abortions <laughs> and i have you know whatever it, it in my opinion writes them off in a lot of ways because i'm like okay well now it's about that it's not about your argument and this soul, this mind, this logic that you have that should be beyond all of that. It should be mm-hmm. a unifying thing. Um, for a man to not talk about abortion, it's like, okay, because he's a man and not a woman, it's like, okay, but the issue is this child, not the woman. For a, a man to talk about, um, for a white guy to talk about issues in the black community, it suddenly becomes the difference between the two and not about the unifying thing that we're all people and we're all here right now in that Anyway, I get I get worked up about that. But well, no, no, and I, I I would generally agree with you that because you're not a part of a community or a part of a demographic doesn't mean you can't have opinions about it. My point is mainly like it, there is a difference. So like me and you, we do have we can have our opinions about black culture, Mexican culture, abortions, etc. But there is a difference, a different point of view if you're living in that demographic. That's my so it it, it, it only it would you're behoove right. you. Right. You, whatever the fucking word is to have somebody on to provide their personal experience. Like if we were, this is a fucking leap, but if we were talking about nine 11 yeah. and we talked about the horrors of nine 11, it's not a leap. We've mentioned nine 11, like seven times this episode. <laughs> my, it's fine. My, my point is if we were talking about nine 11, how horrible it was. Yeah. And we we're discussing our opinions on that. Wouldn't it give us credibility if we had somebody who was there? Yeah. Giving right. us their perspective on what they experienced. So even to counteract, you know, my opinion on abortion, I remember I, I listened to this woman. This was some years ago. It was like a YouTube clip to where she she was pro-choice and then she had an abortion and the trauma it brought to her. Mm. And then she became a pro-life person. Now, I'm not saying you have to agree or disagree with her, but someone like that who experienced it could bring yeah. in 
a credibility to the credible thing to the conversation. That's that's my point. Is we can still have our opinions, but by bringing yeah. people from those demographics and communities, it strengthens the discussion. Is is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You're you're you know what you're a hundred percent correct. And I am like in listening to you, I'm kind of coming to a conclusion as well. Is what th- there's two halves to an argument. One being your argument and the facts you have. The other being the receiving of it, the hearing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, often I personally neglect the fact that I need to be aware of how people are hearing my argument. If I come up here and I could say a bunch of facts to someone who is closed off, I'm just assuming everyone is as open-minded as I am and they're going to listen to logic and blah, blah, blah. But for someone to see, you know, if I were watching something and I were closed-minded about an issue and I was like, you know, whatever. But if I saw, oh, he has someone that is personally connected to it like I am, I'm suddenly listening. And that's the other half to an argument is making that person able to hear you and listen yeah. to you. So you're right. You're absolutely right. So I, I mean, idea, ideal, ideologically, is that a word? Holy shit. Yeah. It is. Ideally, ideally. Yeah. We would all transcend race and, and gender and uh, geology, but well, this is, this is an example kind of different and we're going a little long so we can end it on this. Uh, but it's a big it, deal. <laughs> But it's a great example, and this this comes to what we're discuss- discussing now as far as conversations. There's a guy who, um, he, I'm not going to say his name, he's a regular at my bar, uh, was very much, uh, I'm going to try to say it politely, but I would say mildly racist, not completely <laughs> racist, mildly racist. Mildly racist. And then, and this is a true story, and it's going to sound kind of made up, but it's not. He watched the movie, because um, he's an older guy. He's probably in like his 50s or 60s now. So he's experienced life. He experienced like the, the riots in the 90s in LA. And um, and then he watched the movie straight out of Compton. So, and he went into it understanding this is a true story. Granted, it's fictionalized to a certain extent, but generally speaking, a true story. And having seen the other side mm. of like gangster music, the riots, mm. black black experience, et cetera. Granted, I think he's still mildly racist, but I remember I discussed, I was just kind of talking to him and I was kind of being careful about what I said. And he was like, it was great. It was very interesting seeing it from the other side, Mm. how they felt at the time, the the riots, how how they felt, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not saying the writing was correct, but it was interesting seeing this guy I've known for years have this experience where he just went and watched a movie and then came out going, huh, I've never thought of it like that based now seeing it from that different angle. It, it, it's, it's opened my eyes to a different, you know, well, that's angle. Awesome. Just, yeah. That's awesome. And it's just, it's, that's a, an example of it. Of getting open, yeah. open mindedness. It's that what you need to have is that, you know, know what you want, know what you know, believe and why you believe it. But also if, you know, as, as, as Socrates said, if I'm wrong, show i want to be i want to know that i'm wrong show me that i'm wrong but that's what i was going to is when we're talking about men talking about abortion white dudes talking about black culture we can have our opinions but then it's only beneficial to us to get somebody who might have lived it or is there experiencing it to kind of see their perspective that's all i'm saying 100 percent. yeah well all right those are the points i made yeah so i mean i mean Oh, I think we pretty st- we stayed pretty. Uh, these are the facts. This is what's happening. This is what I think people are thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what people are feeling. 
a lot of emotions. Everyone's really just angry right now. It's crazy, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I honestly think, uh, and, I'll, and we'll button on this, um, I do think objectively not a lot's going to change. I know Texas and Oklahoma, a couple of red states already have passed laws that ultimately make it nearly impossible to have abortion. So even if Roe versus Wade was overturned, it's not going to prevent states from, I don't want to say pointing, like getting the loopholes, hmm. but like the, the shit's going to happen anyway. It's, it, I mean, it's to pro-life, or I'm sorry, pro-choicers, they're all up in arms about it. But at the end of the day, it's like, yo, blue states are going to blue state, red states are going to red state. Like, yeah, you, you can't tell me that a Democrat in Alabama that this is the deciding factor to get them out of Alabama. It's yeah. Come on. It's yeah. Cause it's be one in... of those things. It's one of those things. Like, I think it was, I think it was Texas who have now made it illegal to get an abortion past six weeks. Yeah. Something like that. It's, and it's, it's like, something you, like that, yeah. you generally don't know you're pregnant until four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. So my opinions, abortion aside, they've ultimately made it nearly illegal to just have an abortion in general. Right. Cause by the time you even know you're pregnant, right. It's, it's too late. Right. So like red like I said, red states are gonna red state, blue states are gonna blue state. I logically think this doesn't really change much. Oh, okay. That I think Yeah. I, I think what it will change is people's motivation to understand how the system works. Cause right now a lot of people are wondering why abortion is on the line and what the Mm -hmm. Supreme Court has to do with it. So I'm hoping that a lot of people, because this stirs up a lot of people to want to know how the system works and how to vote and what elections and appointees are important and all that. So that's what I'm hoping for. Sure. All right. Cool. Let's end it on that. Hey, thanks for listening. Go fuck yourself. No, I'm done. I said I was done and that's it. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Go fuck off. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go fuck yourself. Bye. Bye.